What's up, Rudy and Fam? <laughs> I always forget this a gospel song. You ever hear a song that's so good you forget it's about Jesus? Yeah, uh, all the time. I'll all that trap gospel. Knees, I'm like, man. hey, Bobby, Jesus. I was crumping on this one, giving him a little head rotation. <laughs> What's up, Rooted Family? It's your girls Doe and Mo here with another episode of the Rooted Life Podcast. And if you don't know by now, then let me just catch you up real quick. We help people pursue wholeness in the areas of faith and relationships Mm -hmm. and I thought we could start off with something a little different this time since we're on season five of the podcast I thought we could share five of our favorite projects over the last two years Mm. so that people could get plugged in and learn a little bit more about us so I'm gonna hit y'all with the first three number one you can follow us on Instagram at Rooted Life Podcast y'all we got funny reels we got inspirational content bomb photos really all the things so go ahead and click that follow button Number two, uh, you can check out our partnership with Stand Unshaken. Earlier this year, we linked with our girl Denica over there, and we produced a really dope course called Deeper Roots, where we walk you through seven days to develop deeper roots in Christ. And if you use the code ROOTED, R-O-O-T-E-D, to sign up, then your first month is actually on us. And lastly, uh, you can check out our IG Live, saved under IGTV on our Instagram my personal favorite series is the Tuesday Talks oh, from yeah. last summer, which feels like forever ago, oh generally. But we brought on a bunch of special guests during our relationship podcast series, and it was just really dope to talk about our friends, well, to talk with our friends who were in different seasons of relationships. I like a little throwback moment. Yeah. Like, God really was moving, doing his thing. Yep. And we've just, I mean, it just puts me into the mind of, like, God has done some incredible things, and we've had a lot of really great opportunities. Yeah. Speaking of what you talked about earlier, relationships, let's get on to the rest of the fave five. Mm-hmm. What I loved is our season four of our podcast, which has been our most successful season to date. Come on. We talked about platonic and romantic relationships and just dealing with offense and singleness and idolizing marriage and so much more. So if you have not listened to season four, mm. go ahead and pause right here. Come on. Go on back. We'll still be here. Don't worry. Right. And then lastly, one of our biggest wins, which as you can hear, I'm grinning, is that <laughs> we are on the Virgin Bible app. Hey. We have a devotional called Thrive, the five pillars of fruitful friendships, yeah. which actually pairs with this current season all about friendship. So mm. head over to the Bible app, search the root of life and you will find us and you can go through the plan solo or with some friends. Mm, mm, mm. Look at God showing out, Did Just, it. you know, in our lives, in the business. Honestly, it's just been so dope to see us grow over the last couple of years. And I'm excited about the other things that are going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. that we're cooking up. I just feel like as we go into year three, he's going to show out even more. So speaking of showing out, let's get into these uh, grows and glows. How do you show out in your Lord. life this week? It's so funny because showing out is like two different things. It's like in the <laughs> process of him showing out, he's going to prune you Come and on. stretch you. And it's like, that's the part we don't really talk about. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that we're hopping into this because this is actually the most this makes the most sense yeah. because the grows are who they're there, baby. They're yeah. there. So I think my grow is a few things. I feel like God, I was thinking about it just as we were about to prepare. It's like God has me in a season of exposure mm. where he's like exposing me to parts of myself. where I'm like, Ooh, that's not cute. <laughs> that's not pretty. Yep. And I think that when he elevates you to new roles or even in seasons of transition, he starts to expose some things in you that can't be taken to the next season. Mm. So there's like theology and bad doctrine or even just unhealthy practices in my heart that he's like, baby, no, yeah. that's that ain't going to fly. That might have been OK the last 30 years but the next 30. Y- you can't do that. And mm. so I feel like I'm in a season where the Holy Spirit is just hitting me one, two, because he's like, no, not that, not that. But I think it's gentle. Because, like, the Holy Spirit could be whooping you upside the head every second of the day because mm-hmm. you're constantly falling short. But yep. the fact that he strategically chooses when and how he wants to correct you is kind. Because yeah. the last six months, he was stretching me, but not like now. So 
the grow is I'm being stretched and he's exposing some areas in my heart that I'm just like, that's ugly, baby. That's that ain't cute. So mm. one day it'll be a glow and it kind of is a glow that he's using me and moving me. So that's, that's good. A good one. I like the that. glow is that I'm coming up on year two of my job. Can mm. you believe that? No, actually. that was a whole year. I Dang. know that was the year I started in October of last year. I'm coming up on a year. Oh, OK. Sorry. No, I haven't yet. I'm almost at a year. Oh, well, then when you say year two, that's I said I'm like, coming, dang, it's been two years I'm coming already. up to year two. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm coming. You're, you're stepping in. To I'm stepping into. But you're about to two. hit your one. To yeah, when you hit the it. one, you start your two. <laughs> it's confusing, but I get you it. You know what I mean? It's like your birthday you. thing. We're actually you. turning the next year. Uh-huh. Because you're ending. Yeah. It's very hard to But understand. I got you. I'm following. I'm mm-hmm. walking into year two. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but you're about to hit year one. Yes. Both okay. at the same time. One uh, and two. Yes. I am both one and two. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's settle down, Dorian. <laughs> but basically, I'm ending year one slash going into year two of my job. And yes. I feel like I've learned so much. And I feel like in the first year of a job, you're kind of getting the hang of things. And year two, you're kind of trying to make it your own and apply what you learned. And I feel like... I had this big uh, pitch that I gave recently about the direction I want us to take this next fall and got approved. And so it's cool to be looking at the last year of everything I've learned in my job and now be able to take that Mm. and my experience and make it my own and have the uh, um, permission, I guess, or the green light to be like, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. that vision sounds good. Yeah, It's a little unorthodox of how our global church has done things, but let's see if we could try something new. Mm -hmm. So that's cool to kind of feel like, okay, I made it a year. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Made a year working at a church during a pandemic, and now I get to kind of grow in my role even more. So that's my glow. Mm, those are both really good. I think both your grow and your glow speak to how God just wants to take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just it's just so cool to see how, like, in each season, there's always something. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's walking with you through that thing. Like, yeah. as you talked about, okay, I can't take these last things into this next season, which is okay. Because, like, he's still walking with you through that process and mm-hmm. has been walking with you to get the job, through the job, into the one slash two, you know, <laughs> second year of the job, like all the things. And yeah. so it's just great to see him moving. Um, I think so for me, my grow is kind of simple. Honestly, I just want to read more, which mm. I'm really proud of the fact that like this week I've read more probably than I have the whole year. Honestly, really? Yeah. I just was like, OK, no, I'm actively choosing like no TV read. You know what mm. I mean? And so I think for me. It's like I don't really watch TV during the week, but I realized I was just replacing it with other screen time Mm -hmm. by being on my phone or on my laptop instead. And similar to what you were saying about this next season, I am kind of stepping into new leadership and I'm realizing that Mm -hmm. that's a deficit like in the way that I'm about to lead. I believe that he's designed me to be a natural leader, but there are some like technical skills of leadership that I just don't have because I haven't. Come on now. So it's like I'm now in a position of being like, okay, I recognize where I fall short and Mm -hmm. like, what is the practical way for me to pursue that thing? You just mentioned Craig Rochelle. I'm listening to his leadership podcast every day. I'm now trying to pick up some books to be able to prepare me. So Mm -hmm. um, just kind of stepping into a new season and wanting to be prepared for it. So recognizing how I need to adjust in my life. Mm. And um, my glow is really just like seeing God use me. I think sometimes I always, I, I like, I guess second guess, like, dang, God, am I really doing enough as it relates to, like, being an actual witness to other Mm, people? Because mm -hmm. I'm not, like, 
on the evangelical side in the mm-hmm. sense of like, I'm not out here like pulling people in, like actually evangelizing, you know, I'm not on the streets doing ministry or mm-hmm. going on mission trips. And I'm like, dang, am I really trying to like bring souls to Christ? Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool in this last week to have a couple different friends reach out and kind of speak to like, Hey, I see you as the person. Like when I'm thinking about getting closer to God, Mm -hmm. I wanted to reach out to you. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, dang, okay, God, like you are using me and the way that I live my life, that's how I'm evangelizing. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. that just was really like encouraging and affirming, um, and just continuing to do what I'm doing and that he would want to like use me in people's lives. So Yeah. yeah, it was really sweet. That's sweet. And it's cool that as we, that he knows what we have need of. And so mm-hmm. even before we get into this next season, it's actually an act of grace that he'd be like, okay, baby, let's sit down and get ready. Yeah. Cause he could just throw us in and then we would be like, God, you ain't even, he's like, I'm trying to show you now. Get yes. Ready. That's good. So thank you God for helping us get ready. So today, speaking of getting ready and maturing get and moving ready, on, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> you know how to She's on 10 me running today. around the I church. I know exactly what you I know mean. you know, know exactly, exactly that. Get ready, hear. get ready, get ready. <laughs> It's about to be an overflow. Okay, I'm sorry. She's y'all. on 10, y'all. Just we're working. God is working on her. Today, <laughs> the topic we're getting into is immature friends. And I'm just excited for us to talk about the ways in which we've kind of grown through that process of moving from being an immature friend to a mature friend. So I can't wait for us to jump into this episode. Yeah, I know. When I hear immature friends, uh, there's a few people that come to mind Ooh. for me. Ooh. But according to Marion Webster, our homies over there, they say that Ooh. immaturity really refers to a lack of emotional maturity, Ooh. which I think is a funny topic because it's really easy to be able to point out when our friends are being immature. Yeah. But we don't really love to identify and take accountability for the moments when we were on our worst behavior e. in our friendship. So instead of recounting other people's mistakes, I think we should just go ahead and do what we do and come put on. ourselves on blast. And I think it would be helpful for people to hear how we were immature in friendships, recognizing that and then identifying what we could have done differently. Mm -hmm. So hopefully some of y'all get free off of just listening to a bunch of our mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're going to get dragged. Oh, come on. This is a easy drag drag. for the Holy Spirit. I mean, we're just asking for it. So let's let's get dragged. Okay. Thanks, Holy Spirit. Uh, The first way that I have been immature is I have just had an inability to address conflict. (sighs) Just straight up not able to. And I think... That is the biggest way I've been immature. It's like I was resistant to addressing conflict in a healthy way. So like, yes, I did address conflict, but it wasn't in a healthy way. I addressed Mm -hmm. it by ignoring it, by avoiding the conversation, by being passive aggressive, by having smart aleck comments. Like Mm. I I did address the conflict, but not in a way that actually resulted in a solution that was healthy. So I got a little story for y'all. I've had a lot of bad roommate situations. Actually, pretty much all my roommate situations were not great. Yeah. This particular one, um, she used to borrow my stuff without asking Mm. and then also would not return it. So I'd be like, dang, where's my nail polish remover? Mm, Can't find it. Thought it was under my sink in my bathroom. Mm. Go into her bathroom. It's sitting right on the counter. I'm like, this girl didn't even ask and didn't even return it. Or like first thing in the morning, she'd have her gospel music blasting like 7 a.m. on like a Wednesday. And I'm like, I love that you have your gospel on. I think it's great. (laughs) But for me, I don't I don't have to wake up for another two hours. Right. So for, you could have your headphones in or our Anything rooms are else. like next to each other, too. So it's like very, very loud. Um, or she would like leave for like days or like a week at a time. It wouldn't even like heads up. I'll be gone for a week <laughs> or staying at my booth. She just to be gone. I'd be like, dang, Yo, I hope she I'll OK. I'm so concerned. I hope she OK. I don't know. Dang. Um, I also was a trash roommate to her. defense. I was not. I was. I don't even want to go through all the things. I was not a good roommate. Let's mm. just say that I was messy. 
physically like dirty, <laughs> <laughs> inconsistent and very much loud. Um, so how that hurt the friendship, I think like I never approached her about her behavior. Mm. I never, I think we might've had a talk at the very end when I was like, Hey, I'm going to move in with my other friends. Like this isn't working out. Oh. That was like the only time we really talked about it. Yeah. Um, and I think that if we had maybe tried to work through it before then, it probably could have ended on a better note. Cause we never really talked again after that. Dang. Yeah, yeah. We never really, I don't even know last time I talked to her. Yeah. It was like, it was that just was kind of it. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. we had all this resentment that was building up. Yeah. What I learned is one, you got to be prayerful about who you live with. First of all, Oof. pray about that thing. That's and good. you need to set ground rules and expectations up front. And I think also like you got to carve out time to spend together. So there is space to talk. The reason why there wasn't an opportunity for me to talk is because we never really spent time together. Right. So the only time we were interacting was like, Hey, see you later. Like there was no real relational. We talked mm-hmm. about this from Dr. Darius, no real relational equity yep. to pull from. Cause we weren't spending time together and you got to speak up before the problem like festers in your heart. Yes. You got to you got to bring it up early. So the tool I use now, I think is self-honesty. I think mm. I, so often I would talk myself out of bringing something up. I would try to convince myself like that doesn't really bother me or that's mm. not really a big deal even when it did. And so I think now it's like as soon as I feel offense or a little sting in my heart, I'm like hold up, let's pause. Like mm-hmm. what's going on with me? How do I feel? Like pause and check in with myself because I can only be as honest with other people as I am with myself first. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't honest with her because I wasn't honest with me. Yep. And so I think the biggest tool for that is like you got to be real about yourself so you can learn to address the conflict and articulate it to yourself clearly first and then learn how to do that with other people Mm, that is really good mo you gotta be honest with you first got to be because how you gonna be honest with other people you can't come on now facts 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 well you know i'm just gonna go ahead and build off of this inability to address conflict do it uh and let's just talk about us So the scenario, (laughs) I feel like a lot of times because of fear or anxiety, like we just are, we're conflict averse because Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm afraid how you're going to respond. I'm afraid to speak my truth because I don't know if you will accept it. There's just a lot of fear. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I think why many of us don't want to deal with conflict ever. And so I know in our situation, it was literally the first time we were having a discussion about really just a difference in opinion. It really wasn't even like an argument or anything. Mm -mm. Nothing had happened. It was just us trying to figure out how to plan our schedules and starting a business. You were in school full time. I was working and I'm the type of person we talk about this all the time. I have less boundaries than you do. So I'm just like, whatever, I'll work full time and I'll coach cheerleading and I'll do the podcast and I'll make it all happen. And you're like, "Mm, I'm going to be in school. I'm not going to have time to dedicate hours to the podcast. (laughs) Like, No, we need to figure out what our cadence is going to be. And literally, you were just asking simple questions. And I remember I just froze. Like, I completely emotionally and physically shut down. Baby girl. Where I didn't, I could not say any more words. You were asking questions. I couldn't respond. And it was like fear literally paralyzed me Mm. in that moment to where I could not even engage in the conversation. And it was hurtful because it really it hindered our ability to actually get to a solution because I didn't know how to respond. And so what I kind of learned in the moment is that like all I can control in a conflict is myself. Mm. So it's like, I have to do the best job of kind of self managing and identifying like, okay, I need to say something here. Like Mm -hmm. I need to be able to respond to the questions or state how I feel about this thing. Mm -hmm. And I think now the tool that I would use in situations like that or continue to use is just perseverance. Like, you know, and this ties back to 
the pillar of commitment, which we've talked about in the five C's and in our devotion. But I think it's the idea that like I have, Good friendships are worth fighting for. That's good. And it's like, if I'm going to show up, I have to be willing to push through the discomfort, mm. whatever that means. And on my side, it's like just the, the fear of like, dang, if I say how I really feel, how will she respond? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a fear of rejection maybe. And like, mm. if I say something, then they'll leave the friendship. But like a good friend won't do that. And yeah. so once you kind of settle on that, I think we're able to say like, okay, I have to be invested enough to push through this so that we can both actually get to a solution and just move through it. Yeah. So, yeah, girl. Mm, I love looking back and seeing how much you've grown. It Both of us have grown individually, mm. collectively. It has been a blessing. Okay, let's get to the second way I've been immature in <laughs> friendship. This one is probably the biggest one, honestly, out of all the other ones. Yeah. Like the one I've done the most frequently. Ugh. As I say, for the majority of my life, I have prioritized romantic relationships over platonic, really mm. over everything, if I'm honest. It was Ooh. really romantic relationships over bust. It was, <laughs> it, yeah. that's it. Um, I put way more effort, thought, intention, prayer into seeing my romantic relationships thrive, but wow. I didn't invest half of that energy or intentionality into the friendships that I actually had in my life. Mm. Like, girl, how? How? How and why? So there's many scenarios to choose from, <laughs> like many. But I'm thinking about my first love, this guy that I just, love so much my freshman year of college 2009 so we're throwing it back wow I know it was a long time ago it was a very long time ago and I was so I in love with this, this boy and uh, it was his birthday so I was like oh I'm about to show out and so in college you know you ain't got no money so no. I used my last fifty dollars oh man my last that's a lot of money in college no. world that's about five hundred dollars that's a lot of money because we live by a Waffle House okay oh, so in a dollar movie theater so fifty can it can get you some places oh, in Columbus God. Georgia fifty dollars um, so lot. I sent my last fifty to treat him to dinner I bought him a book this man wasn't even my boyfriend mind you oh Jesus <laughs> he wasn't even my man so. Did all this stuff for this uh, guy, um, celebrated him. But I can't tell you what I did for my best friend that year. Mm. I don't know what I did for her birthday, but probably nothing. Maybe I bought her cupcakes, but like I definitely didn't go out of my way to sacrifice to like celebrate her Mm -hmm. um, or show her that I loved her. And I did the most to show this guy that he was important to me, but I didn't do the most or the minimum Mm. to celebrate or love my best friend and show her how I cared about her. Dang. I mean, God, been there, man. It's just, just it's just bringing up a lot for me. More, yeah. Than, let's you, just keep, keep moving. Keep going. Through, okay. Uh, how did that hurt the friendship? Ooh. I don't think that particular instance hurt the friendship, but I think long term it did impact. I think that honestly, a lot of my long term friendships are very surface level. There mm-hmm. isn't a lot of depth, and I think that's on both parties. But on me, I think it's I just didn't have the emotional maturity to know how to invest my time and energy and vulnerability to see in those relationships thrive. And so I think that a lot of my friendships that I've had for many years are just not that deep because I was so busy chasing Mm. boys that I didn't even learn. Like, how do I be a good friend to the friends that God has put in my life? Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you learn? I learned bros before. (laughs) 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 Kidding. Kind of kidding. Um, Uh, I think what I learned is that, (laughs) I'm dead at you. <laughs> Bros report. Kidding. Oh, God. Somebody kidding, get her. Somebody you over here it. yelling with it, though. You co-signed <laughs> it. You it just as bad. It, it was, was funny. funny. I knew you were going to laugh at it, too. I was like, Ooh, let me say this so Dory to laugh. 
Uh, but I learned that having a hierarchy of relationships where romantic relationships are more valuable is dangerous and problematic. Mm. It creates a life where you're only striving for a certain type of relationships. Mm -hmm. And then in the meanwhile, you're taking for granted all the other great relationships. So the, I think the lesson is like invest in all of your relationships, not just your romantic ones. Yep. So how do I work through this now? One therapy, like in which I'm about to go back to continue to learn about how do I improve my habits around romantic relationships also Mm. because of my child and knowing that I didn't have healthy examples. I have a a lot of unhealthy habits Mm. that I have to keep working through and try to rewire my brain to a more healthy way of approaching men. And I think also just like being single for so long and only having you, I'm like, well, I ain't got no man. So I'm just going to show Dorian how much I love her. Mm. Like, which is great. I love being your man. (laughs) (laughs) Said with a straight face. I love being your man. She's not I'm not your man. <laughs> Literally. It's like, oh, you're going to buy me this? I'm not your man. Literally, we go on a trip. I'm like, so you're going to pay for it? She's like, I'm, I'm not, not in a relationship man. with you, Morgan. <laughs> oh, my bad. Um, but I think that it showed me, and I think because you're very intentional, just learning how to be intentional in my friendship with you. And like, I want you to know that I love you and respect you. And I'm invested in seeing you win. So I try to be really intentional in yeah. our friendship. And that's helped me be intentional in other friendships. Yeah. Well, if nobody has told you, you're a great friend. Oh, Morgan. wow. You really are. Wow. You are my best friend. Wow. I, I would venture to say my very best. Wow, very. <laughs> wow. I've elevated. Uh, I've Leveled elevated. up. Yes. Mm. <laughs> very. Uh, no, but seriously, no, that's great. And I think a lot of people will really resonate with that particular type of immaturity. So I'm really glad you brought that one up. Mm. It convicted me as well. And also just reminded me, these these dudes don't be deserving it. No. That's a sidebar, but like. He wasn't even your man. He wasn't my man. Uh, why, why do we do <laughs> I this? I did all that for somebody who had no commitment to me. No commitment. No investment. Ooh, anyway, wow. thank the Lord <clears throat> for growth. Um, okay, so I'm going to wrap it up with one of the last ways that, no, not necessarily last ways, but the third way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, plenty of other ways. But the third way that I have been immature in relationships mm-hmm. is just making everything about me. Mm. Um, I think that it's easy to sometimes, obviously like our perspective of the world is centered through our own lens. Right. So it's natural that we would center everything around ourselves. But I think it gets dangerous because we end up having these selfish tendencies in mm. friendships where we're not really able to ever center someone else's perspective yeah. approach or really their feelings. And so I can't even really think of a specific scenario here because honestly it just happens happens so much but I can kind of talk through the effect on relationships and I think the time where it has happened it just prevented me from being able to serve the needs of others Mm -hmm. because my view was just so focused on myself yeah and so I think like in addition to this particular way of being immature being super prideful it's it's harmful in two ways Mm -hmm. the first is like if someone shares something with you you find a way to end up just making the conversation about you, then you miss the opportunity to really like love on support and Mm -hmm. encourage someone else. So really instead of showing up for somebody else, you end up just making them have to show up for you when it wasn't even supposed to be about you, you know? So I think right in those moments, it's like, just listen. And the second way that I think we can be so focused on self is that we will subconsciously reject the good advice or Mm. ideas of other people just because it didn't come from us. So true. And I think like it's, perfectly good information but literally because it didn't come out of our mouth we're just like nah I don't know about that that has happened so much with our business <laughs> yes it's happened so often it really in the is. back of the head you know it's a good idea but you're like nah I don't think we can make that work I, I, don't, I don't know why are you stuttering yeah. you know it's a good idea yep I think I also see this a lot too when someone gives me feedback mm. um I instantly go into self-protection mode which I think a lot of us do 
And they might say like, oh, when you said this, it hurt my feelings. Then we'll go into a laundry list. Well, I always do that. And I, 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 Mm -hmm. all about you. They're trying to express how you hurt their feelings Mm -hmm. and you somehow making it about your actions. Yep. Um, And I think it looks like us saying things like, well, I always do this or I always put so much effort. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not about you in that moment. Just hear your friend out, Mm -hmm. have the humility to hold space for how they feel. Yeah. And then you can respond in a way that's a little bit more kind. Yeah, I think a sidebar to address that is like something that I have realized is when someone is giving you feedback or saying something about how you have hurt them, just respond to that alone. Yeah, like, that's good. Don't even start to think about all the alternative ways that you haven't done that. Mm-hmm. But like if you come to me, you're like, yeah, I didn't really feel supported when you did this. Now, even if I feel like I have supported you in other ways, I need right. to just respond to like, dang, I'm sorry that you didn't feel supported in that because that's not what I meant to do. And then the conversation can continue to talk about what do you need, et cetera. But just mm-hmm. respond to the hurt. And when when someone says you hurt me, what do you do? You apologize. Right. Like that's real simple. So anyway, that's, that's a sidebar. But I think overall, when it comes to making things about myself, I've learned that like we have to actively work to elevate other people's perspectives Mm -hmm. because naturally we're going to want to center our own. And it's so easy to miss out on these moments when we can better either love our friends or just learn from them if we're not centering um, what we're hearing from them. And I think the tool here is really just humility. Mm -hmm. Like we have to fight to think less about me, me, me. Mm -hmm. And for me, I find that I'm more humble when I just listen. And when I take the time to process and filter what someone has said through God, like, let's Mm. not forget. Sometimes we do need to run what people say through the lens of like, okay, Lord, let me process this with you. Mm -hmm. And I have found myself having to go back and be like, Hey, I know I rejected this thing yesterday, but took some time to think about it and like, actually thank you. Cause this makes a lot of sense. So mm-hmm. it takes humility to center the perspectives of others. But, uh, I definitely think that it makes us more mature friends. Wow. This was, I know we say it every episode, but this was solid. Mm, mm, mm. It was solid. So, I mean, you know, maturing is hard work, but it's necessary if we really want to thrive in our friendships, mm-hmm. but really in any relationship, if we want to thrive, we got to mature. And so we've kind of already hinted at some of these tools, but let's kind of go through and make sure people really walk away with some tangible things. So the first thing I would say is like, you got to have reflection time. Have to. You have got to spend time replaying some scenarios in your head and just ask yourself a few simple questions and if you don't know where to start like a couple questions you can start with what was the outcome of this situation and was I satisfied with the way it turned out Mm -hmm. what role did I play in the outcome how would I approach it differently if it happened again and do I need to follow up in Mm -hmm. any way do I need to apologize do I need to ask for clarity do I need to extend forgiveness those are just some real easy ways that asking ourselves the right questions can just help us self-assess and then better prepare for future conflict I love that, too, because I think just having a genuine curiosity about your behavior makes mm, you grow. Like being good. curious about, OK, well, why did I do that? Yeah. How could like just that practice of self-reflection makes you it builds your self-awareness. Mm-hmm. It makes you more mature by default because you're not afraid to ask yourself the hard questions. Like if you can't have the hard talks with yourself, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to have any hard conversations with any body else and pretty much everything we talked about had to do with some kind of conflict that we didn't work through yeah because we hadn't learned how to talk ourselves through it and so I think that's just a very the questions you gave I think are just very very practical Mm. I think the second thing we can do to mature in our friendships is kind of what you said earlier is like be humble Mm mm-hmm 
Thank you, Kendrick. Just be humble. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. And be humble. You literally can't be a good friend without humility. Um, because mm. I think it opens the door for us to experience the most beautiful parts of our relationships and our friendships. Like it brings up, it provides opportunities for honest conversation, for forgiveness, for apologies. It propels us to grow and mature. And I think the, the most important piece of this is like, you can't be humble on your own. No matter how much I try to be humble, I end up kind of what you said earlier is like, I make things about me. Mm-hmm. Like humility is not second nature. Mm-hmm. We need God. We need to spend time in the word for us. And he will humble you, baby. You, ain't, you ain't got to worry about that. Ooh, <laughs> he quick. will humble you real quick. But I think that we have to remember that we need God in order to um, demonstrate humility in our friendships. Yeah, that's really good. I think, you know, the fourth one, perseverance and commitment. Mm-hmm. We, I touched on this one already, but what I will reiterate is that commitment is crucial. Yep. Like, shout out to the Devo. If you haven't done it, go <laughs> check that out. But if we are not invested in our relationships, the lack of commitment will, number one, eventually rise to the surface. And mm-hmm. number two, it will end up destroying our friendships. It will. Period. Period. All right. Last one. Very important one. Uh, accountability like we have Mm. to have some element of accountability in our relationships and our friendship because without it there's nothing in place to help us um, keep from falling back into old habits or um, old ways of being and I think one big way to be accountable is to have a plan whether Mm. that's something you write down whether you loop in a friend and tell them like hey I'm growing in this area can you point out when I do this well can Mm -hmm. you let me know when I don't but if there's not some kind of system of accountability we will never mature into who God has called us to be. And I think the accountability part can also be looping in God, spending time in the word, bringing him into it is really an act of accountability. But I think that we have to take some steps to become the mature people that we want to be. Absolutely. Uh, So, so good. Mm -hmm. I love how this episode just kind of really challenged me to think about like, dang, do I still be on my worst behavior sometimes? Like, and to be able to identify the times when I need to self check. Mm -hmm. So this was so, so good, y'all. So many practical tips. And as always, be sure to follow us on IG at Rooted Life Podcast. And while you're listening to this episode, take a screenshot, tag us in your post. And don't forget, if you're looking for a new Devo, head to the link in our bio and start the Thrive Plan about friendships on the Bible app. Yay. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, y'all, we say it every week, but it <laughs> helps us out so much. It does. If you would go ahead and rate us five stars and leave us a brief review telling us something you love about our show. Yes, I love reading y'all's reviews lately. And I want to shout out a listener by the name of Bree with three E's hey. underscore Nicole, who said that she appreciates our authenticity Aww. and approachability. Girl, thank you so much. That's so encouraging because the lord has done so much work on getting us more Mm -hmm. comfortable walking in our calling so rooted fan we will see y'all next time we love y'all we're gonna be talking about friends of the opposite sex Mm. that's gonna be real good love y'all stay rooted